WHHH FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, back live with you in the 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3 studios on this October 31st, 2021. Happy Halloween to everyone on what feels like a beautiful fall day. We got a good show show for you today on this last day of October. Uh, We will introduce you to this month's, well, we'll call it November's, uh, Someone You Should Know. And this month's person that I think you should know is Alexis Rogers. She is the new lead anchor at Wish TV Channel 8. She's a good friend of mine. I got the chance to emcee uh, the Boys and Girls Club Gala with Alexis last week. And even before that, I was already planning to have her on the show today. But uh, you will get the chance to meet her. She is the new lead anchor, just promoted. And I want you to know who she is and how you can get in contact with her so you can share all of your stories with her and her colleagues at Channel 8. We will introduce you to Alexis Rogers coming up this morning at 8.30. But we will start the hour with a preview of the Indiana Commission on the Social Status of Black Males. Their 21st annual Black Male State Conference is coming up this Tuesday, and they want you to be there and learn about the latest on what is happening uh, in the state of black males. That includes everything from employment to fatherhood, criminal justice reform, and health and healing. To talk about that, we'll have Chanel Poole. She is the vice chairwoman of the Social Status of Black Males Commission here in Indiana, along with Marion County Prosecutor Ryan Mears. They are both standing by on our live line. We'll talk to them coming up here in just a moment. But first, let's get you caught up on what is happening today in the news. A man was injured after a gun accidentally discharged at Greenwood Park Mall Saturday afternoon. Greenwood police say the man accidentally shot himself in the leg while inside of the mall. As you can imagine, panic ensued inside and many stores went into lockdown mode until police confirmed that there was no threat to the public and no one else was hurt. Marion County residents who need help paying rent can now apply online for more assistance. Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hogsett says the Indy Rent Program is now accepting applications for up to 12 months of assistance. That's an increase from the previous limit of three months. In order to be eligible, you must have a household income that is at or below 80% of the area's median income. You must also have housing instability and you must have experienced a reduction in income due to COVID-19. The money was made available after the City County Council approved the $91 million allocation from the Indiana Housing and Community Development in Authority in September. Well, if you've got plans to fly this weekend, you might want to make sure that your flight is on schedule as there have been a lot of changes and delays. American Airlines has canceled hundreds of flights during this weekend alone. They're citing bad weather and staffing shortages. CNN reports that yesterday afternoon, 460 flights, or 17% of the airline's operations, were canceled. Another nearly 300 flights, or 11% of the operation, was delayed. 
American has now preemptively canceled 284 flights for today. In the forecast on this Halloween 2021, it'll be cool with a high of 57 degrees, but for the first time in several days, we are dry. We'll drop down to 46 degrees tonight and only hit 51 degrees on Monday. I am loving this weather. Right now, it is 48 degrees in Indy. And so at 8.05 here on Halloween Day, we are getting ready for the Indiana Commission on Social Status of Black Males. The 21st Annual uh, State Conference is happening on Tuesday. To talk more about exactly what that is and, and why they want you there to hear what is going on is Chanel Poole. She is the vice chairwoman of the commission. And Marion County Prosecutor Ryan Mears also joins us both on our live line right now. Uh, uh, chairwoman, prosecutor, good morning. Good morning, Cameron. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Prosecutor, are you with us? Absolutely. Good morning. Happy Good. Halloween to everybody out there. Happy Halloween. Prosecutor, it was just last weekend when we were at the Boys and Girls Club thing. You said you wanted to come back on the show. I said anytime. Now look who's here. Be careful what you ask for. Hey, I'm happy to be here, and I want everybody on, out there uh, listening on the radio that uh, your shoe game is tight, so uh, thank don't, you. don't sleep on what you got. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Chanel. So good. glad to have you. Uh, you've been busy helping to put uh, the 21st annual uh, conference together. Uh, for people who've never heard of it, tell us what you guys are doing because you've got a, a long list of, of prominent folks who are working 365 around the clock. Um, and, and this week is a week to just kind of see where we are. Absolutely. Thank you, Cameron. Good morning, Prosecutor Mears. Uh, we are honored to host the 21st Annual Black Mill State Conference. And in the midst of a pandemic, knowing that our city and country has been really hit hard, we wanted to make sure that we focused on a way to provide education, resources, and direct services to our state of Indiana black male population. And in order for us to do that, we wanted to provide a free conference with pre-registration as a requirement, but also include a virtual audience. I think that the panelists and the speakers that we have are dynamic. And so we want to kick our morning off with a continental breakfast on November the 2nd, starting at 8 o'clock in the morning. And we'll have a 9, 9 a.m. legislative panel discussion. And this will be an opportunity for us to talk about legislation that's impacting our black males across the state of Indiana and recommendations of things that we want to see changed, laws that we want to see enhanced or implemented. So this is how we'll be able to have that dialogue and healthy conversation with our state legislators. That panel will be moderated by Senator Greg Taylor. Following that discussion, we'll have a breakout session um, with our one and only Prosecutor Ryan Mears, Chief, Justice, uh, Chief Judge Tanya Walton-Pratt, um, moderated by our Deputy Mayor Judith Thomas, but it also includes Councilwoman Maggie Lewis and Kenneth Allen from Recycle Force. This conversation is to talk about the highlights and the wonderful work that we're doing in our criminal justice across the state of Indiana, programs and implementations that are to come. And we all are also going to talk about best practices. And that comes from a federal, state, local, and county level. And so following that, at 12 o'clock, we'll have an awesome keynote address by uh, Duke Tanner, who received clemency from former President Donald Trump. 
and his job is to encourage our black males across the state of Indiana, those who are freshly out from the prison system, and even to our young men starting as early as eighth grade, just the challenges that he faced and how God has truly turned his life around. At one o'clock, we'll have a health is, health is wealth black males panel discussion, which would include former U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams to just address our black population and talk about what's plaguing black men in, in the forms of health across the state and across the country. Dr. Virginia Kane will lead that panel discussion so we can talk about the impacts of COVID-19 on the black male population. Dr. Clark Simon from Eskenazi, trauma surgeon, will talk about what he's seeing on a day-to-day -day basis with black males, whether that's victims of gunshot wounds, domestic violence, or just overall sickness of black males. And so that will include Nathaniel McGuire, who's going to talk about and emphasize the importance of therapy for the black community, as well as our black males, dealing with just even some of the basic um, diseases and sickness with post-traumatic stress disorder, as well as other mental health issues. And we'll close out our segment with a single fathers and fatherless son documentary featured by one and only Indianapolis native, uh, the big brother to Amp Harris, John Harris, who's gonna release his documentary talking about the impacts of single fathers and the child support court system and just raising children. Uh, we'll also talk about our young men who are growing up and, and are fatherless. Um, and many of our young men may have not lost their fathers through to gun violence or crime, but just overall health issues, heart attacks, strokes. And so we're going to hear from those young people and their voices about the struggles that they go through and as well as how they overcome that. The goal is to bring our community partners that service our young black males as well as our adult black males to come in and be gap fillers for that population of men and young men. What is going to be unique is the partnership with the Indiana Commission on African-American Males, who will also be coordinating a focus group to discuss the state of black males ages 19 to 34. And that's a beautiful partnership with Recycle Force, who will include 10 to 20 participants in that target population during that conference. Now, some of our big highlights is our mini conference um, that our Marion County Prosecutor Office will be hosting for us which is our driver's license, amnesty, and expungement fair. This is important. There is a high population of our black males that are even coming back into society that need driver's license. There are many in our community who have made minor traffic mistakes and are struggling and taking the risk every single day to get back and forth to work and pick up their children but don't have driver's license. So this is an honor to be able to have this amnesty fair and this expungement program so people can get their records clear, so people can have confidence and apply for those quality jobs without having those stigmas and those concerns as they apply for those applications. And so also just to make sure that we're taking care of our community, the Indiana State Department of Health will be hosting a health and, well, health and wellness uh, vaccine clinic. So we want to make sure that we protect our, our registrants as well as our guest speakers. And so from 10 to 2, we will be hosting these many conferences throughout the, throughout the state conference. Um, I think we're honored to have the dynamic co-sponsors. We just about have almost all of our health providers, the Marion County Public Health Department, Anthem, who will also be providing 150 toolkits 
to the first 150 people who register. We have Eskenazi Health, IU Health Physicians, the Indiana Department of Health, Black Onyx Management, which is our digital sponsor, Engaging Solutions, who will be hosting our youth and adult networking social. And that's an opportunity for us to exchange business cards, find out the great work that we're doing independently as entrepreneurs, but also allow our young people to connect with these leaders and mentors and role models and just have genuine dialogue throughout the conference. Uh, we also have sponsors, of course, our one and only uh, Radio One, Indianapolis Recorder, Indiana Housing and Community Development Authority. And this unique sponsorship is going to tell the community about the opportunity to be a first-time homeowner, whether you have a felony or not, you can receive 6% down payment on your home as a first-time homeowner, whether you have a felony or not. And so these are just some of the resources, informationals that we want to provide on November the 2nd, and just a way to provide just a small token of support to the state of Indiana black males. We are on the air this morning with uh, Vice Chairwoman Chanel Poole and American County Prosecutor Ryan, Ryan Mears getting a preview of the 21st Annual Black Male State Conference, which is happening on Tuesday, put on by the Indiana Commission on the Social Status of Black Males. Uh, as you just heard, there's a full list of programming starting at 8 o'clock in the morning, going all the way until 4.05 in the afternoon. And this year's slogan is Black Males Health is Wealth. Chanel, what is the state of, of black males in Indiana? If you can give us a little a little taste of, of what we're going to hear. Is there room for concern? Uh, is there something to celebrate? What is there? What's, what's going on right now? Well, right now, when it comes to black males' health, there's definitely room of concern. Uh, we know that this is one of our highest population that is vaccine hesitancy. And so just to start there, we want to be able to educate and inform our black males about the benefits of the vaccine and also about the risk for those who have pre-health conditions. We also want to stress to our black males about hypertension, um, diabetes levels, stroke level is high amongst the black male population. And so we're trying to give them best practice and basic tools to address it, to not be afraid to address it, and to teach them how to take advantage of their health. When it comes to criminal justice reform, we have already seen, due to over 400 years of systematic racism, our black men and the high uh, incarceration rate. So we want to talk about programs and initiatives from our Marion County Prosecutor's Office and other entities that are trying to reduce that, that are trying to provide um, what reentry really looks like so that black men can be self-sufficient and not return to that uh, education prison pipeline. And so amongst that, we're going to allow the community to have a voice. And I think that's what's important. When you have national, federal, state, local, and county-level leaders all in the place at one time, this is an opportunity for our black males to talk to the people who are truly the change makers here in the state of Indiana. Uh, you mentioned some of the invited guests from national, local, state levels. Uh, you have everybody there from Congressman Andre Carson to Dr. Jerome Adams, the former uh, U.S. Surgeon General, to, of course, Maggie Lewis, uh, Dr. Virginia Kane, Marshawn Woley, uh, Mason Alexander, Senator Greg Taylor, and, of course, Prosecutor Ryan Mears. Prosecutor Mears, let me ask you, what uh, what are we going to hear from you when it comes to uh, what is uh, the state of black males in Indiana? 
Well, I think the biggest thing for us is we have uh, really trying to continue our commitment to trying to make our community a more fair place. Uh, you know, we just referenced kind of the, the institutional and structural racism that has taken place and how that's impacted uh, different communities here in Marion County and Indianapolis. And I think it's important that the prosecutor's office uh, take a pretty significant role in trying to undo some of those things, both uh, looking backward, but also moving forward. And, and that's why we spend so much of our time uh, working with people on just getting their driver's licenses back. Uh, it's an unfortunate but true fact that you are more likely to get pulled over if you were African-American. And as a consequence, uh, they're more likely to receive a ticket. And we have just too many good people in our community who end up getting pulled over for very small violations. And then they don't have the money to pay that ticket. And as a consequence, their license is automatically suspended. Uh, and so now we criminalize that person every time they go to work, every time they go to church, every time they go to the doctor, pick up their kids from school with no benefit to public safety. And so one of the things that we're trying to do is help spread the word that we're here to help try to get people uh, driving history cleaned up. We waive thousands of tickets uh, every month. We set aside DMV reinstatement fees uh, because the most important thing to me is that we help get people driving on the street legally. Uh, and, and I think on a, you know what goes on with that, too, is when we have people who are coming back uh, into our community who have had contact with the criminal justice system, you know, we need to do everything in our power to help those individuals become successful. And so that's helping to set them up so they can uh, address their child support issues, helping to set them up so they can hopefully have a driver's license and help them with the expungement process, because there are too many good people who are either unemployed or underemployed because of a prior felony conviction. Uh, we need to help get their felon, you know, their criminal history cleaned up. And we have a real problem with housing discrimination against uh, people with felonies here in Marion County. Uh, and it's really difficult for them to rent at safe locations. And, and so that's why we try to be so active and hopefully uh, reach out to the community and try to help as many people as possible. The 21st annual Black Male State Conference is happening on Tuesday from 8 o'clock until 4. Chanel, uh, obviously, I just said this is the 21st annual, but I suspect um, there are some people who have never heard of the state uh, conference, let alone the state commission. I think you're getting some phone calls here in a second, so maybe we'll answer the phone in a little bit. But uh, for folks who are wondering, okay, now what is this? What have you guys been doing for the past 21 years, Chanel? Absolutely. So the commission was founded 28 years ago. And, and, and to really give our community a good view of this, the goal of the commission, social status of black males, is to study the conditions of the state's black male population. And with studying that in the areas of criminal justice, education, employment, health and social factors, the goal is to develop strategies and solutions and assistance in those particular areas while making reg recommendations to our state legislator, just like what Prosecutor Mears said. Goal and responsibility of the commission is to make recommendations to our legislators and say, how do we create a federal and a local law where black males and felons are able to rent their own apartments, public housing, Section 8? How do we create programs and pipelines where felons are getting pre-entry before they're released? How do we help get the driver's license before they get released? How do we make sure they have employment before they're released? So just some of the areas that we know that the injustice is not there or equality is not there, that's the commission's job is to put the pressure 
and to stay on our state legislators and also to assist and sponsor communities and programs that are already doing the good work. So, Chanel, uh, the phone's been ringing. And um, as you just said, you are some of the folks who have um, the ear at times of state legislators and our federal legislators to make a change, make a difference on what uh, needs to be updated, what where, where help needs to be sent. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm going to go to the phone in a second, but uh, this event is open to the public um, to, to attend. Absolutely, and it is free, but it does require pre-registration, and the target population is eighth grade, black males to adult age, but we welcome everyone. All right, uh, let's go to the phones real quick. couple minutes left here in the segment. This is a good time. If you if you know you can't make it, uh, whether it's going to the virtual sessions or going in, in person, uh, now's a good time. Chanel is, is a busy woman, and she is doing the doggone thing, and she knows people and uh, is organizing a lot. So maybe she can get some of your thoughts uh, to the to the correct people as well as as the prosecutor. So a couple minutes left here. We'll go to the phones real quick. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, I want to say greetings to the panel and everybody that's listening. I just got a quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you guys are doing a great job moving forward, but how are you guys attacking uh, the banking community as far as helping black males as well? And uh, the, the driver's license thing is a really great start. I, I think that's a I think that's a real uh, be a real bonus to the community to help folks get their driver's license and different things like that. Uh, so again, my question is just: Are you guys actually addressing the banking community to help uh, maybe former felons that are now entrepreneurs? Uh, what's what's going on there? Excellent question, Paul. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Excellent question. Thank you. Um, that is excellent. For the last three years that I've been chairing this conference, we've had one of the most dynamic partnerships with Financial Health Federal Credit Union. Of our mm-hmm. Financial Health Federal Credit Union gives second chance banking, felony or no bank. Uh, felony. They help with credit recovery as well as kickstart for small business loans. And so those that will be one of our dynamic vendors who will be there that can provide information and help uh, our felons or just any individual who just had issues with the banking system as a whole. It is Second Chance Banking. Uh, Eastern Star has a great partnership with them on the east side location. And then we also have our downtown uh, location as well. So, uh, Paul, Come on out, and we can get you partnered up with Financial Health Federal Credit Union. Excellent question. Let's jump to another call on uh, line two. Caller, good morning. Who's this? You know, Cameron, these are the uh, poverty pimps I'm talking about. Now, Mears is in there because he wants to get a voting block together so he can uh, maybe run for mayor and have a chance. That's why he's going to Maggie Lewis and the Boys and Girls Club. You know, I look at their situation, and just like I thought, Maggie Lewis is the front. All the other principals are white. So they're just uh, intensifying the uh, 
school to prison pipeline, and Rick Mears's mitigation is only for white people. Let me tell you something, Cameron. What Rick Mears can do, he can prosecute Superintendent uh, Lisa Johnson and have her removed from office statutorily. He needs to do that to stop all these charter schools and so forth that are duplicating. We have a dual system right here in this state, which is illegal and unconstitutional. He's looking right at that, and he's getting ready to join with the human traffickers and traffic our kids in the prison. I don't care how many driver's license he gets in Spain State. I don't care how many uh, drunk drivers he lets off the hook. It's all aimed at uh, white people, and uh, we should not be duped by it. But uh, these are the poverty pimps. This young lady you have in there now, nothing but a poverty pimp. I know about the uh, males thing. All they're doing is collecting derogatory information and keeping these uh, men that are in trouble with the law in stations All right. where they can actually uh, be put in prison later on. All right, I gave, I gave you a minute. Do you have a question? All right, I gave you a whole minute. Change Do you have a question? Yeah, change the law. Change the law, Cameron. We need to change the law. Stop the mitigation. Stop the feel-good feelings and stuff. All oh, this is nothing but human traffic that this woman's doing. All right, thank you so Get much for the call, Larry. In the, in the beginning. All right, thank appreciate you. it, Larry. Thank you. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Kim. Kim, what's on your mind? Um... <laughs> The caller before me, he just kind of threw me, but he does have some good points. He just always goes far left. Yes, don't Anyways, take don't take the bait. So, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so, um, um, I really, really um, um, enjoyed listening to um them speak about this uh, program that they have to do one on one because this is a major opportunity for a lot of black and brown males in our community. Um, my brother being one of them, he had an issue, a minor hiccup. Um, but when he got back out, it was like hell on wheels trying to get him to get his license and um, find uh, the proper housing. They didn't want to give him housing because of his background. So he's had a really difficult time. This is someone that made one major, you know, one minor mistake. Um, he thought, you know, he, he, he took a, a 100% responsibility. So mm-hmm. when he got back out, um, prepared um, for how to move ahead. And um, this is someone that can build a house from the ground up, you know, with his hands. He works awesome he would do well with a trade but even with trade you know you have different programs that you know right now trades are coming back 100 mm-hmm. percent, and they're free but his license is not you know uh, good and, you know he can't find housing to get the the mail mail to the in, to the home and you know there's so many small little uh, you know obstacles that he has um that this program will definitely provide him the opportunity to move forward so i'm happy to hear about that and I'm going to pass that information along to him. All right. Thank you so much for calling and listening, Kim. Thank you. All right. One more call before we wrap up here on uh, line two. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. My name is Miss Oliver. Miss Oliver, I good am, morning. Good morning. I am calling on behalf of my niece. Um, she is uh, 29 years old. Mm-hmm. She has three small kids under the age of five, five and under. And she does not have a valid driver's license. So I kind of missed the information as far as what I can forward to her to kind of get back on track. She's a good mother. She's a good person. She just fell into that uh, ever-ending 
cycle where she gets stopped, they take her car or they take her, and we have to come and get the kids, stuff like that, because of uh, trying to get them to daycare, trying to get to work, and she's just she just doesn't know, you know, what to do or where to go in order to, um, you know, get this straightened out for her. So I was just trying to get the information because I did not hear it uh, as to who she can call or where she can go so she can kind of start the process of getting this corrected. Prosecutor Mears, where might be a good place uh, for her to start? Well, start just by emailing mcpo at indy.gov. That's mcpo at indy.gov. Say you talk to me, and I'll personally take care of it. For some reason, I'm not, I'm not hearing him very clearly. Can I get that one more time? Pros- yeah, Go ahead, M- one more time. mcpo at indy.gov. Just say you talk to me on, on the radio, and I'll take care of it personally. Uh, and then for everybody else who's out there, if they go to indy.gov backslash mcpo, and if they scroll down, uh, we have a, a tab there that you can click on for driver's license issues and driver's license help that will allow you to sign up for these programs that we just talked about. Uh, we do this once a month on a rolling basis where we really try to help people uh, get their driver's licenses restored. Uh, and so we, we do this year round, uh, and that's a way that they can sign up virtually. But uh, for you who just called in, please email us directly at mcpo at indy.gov. Uh, and we'll take care of you. Uh, Miss Oliver, you've called the right number. Listen to the right show today. Thank you so much. I love your show. I listen every single morning, uh, every Sunday morning. Thank you. And that's M, M as in Mary, P as in Paul, P as in Paul, O as in Oscar. Is that correct? Yep. And that's as in Marion County Prosecutor's Office at Indy.gov. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Not a problem. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, Prosecutor and uh, chairwoman, uh, Tuesday's the big day. Lots going on. Um, During during when we were talking here, uh, Chanel, I got a text from someone who works in banking and uh, was listening and heard that portion of the show. and was like, hey, I got people I can send her so that they can start getting the help. How can people uh, get in contact with you and and what you're uh, setting up beyond this morning and beyond Tuesday? Uh, thank you so much, Cameron. I would say to your banking contact, if you could give them my direct number, that would be great. Will do. Um, to our community, for those who want to know more about this conference or get involved, it's at the Indiana Government Building South, November the 2nd from 8 to 4. You can reach our executive director directly, Mr. James Garrett, at 317-233-1744. All right. And of course, as you heard, uh, Prosecutor Mears, if you've got uh, a reason to get in contact with him, MCPO, that's as in Marion County Prosecutor's Office at NDINDY.gov. Prosecutor and Chairwoman, thank you so much for coming on and starting your week with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. And Prosecutor, I'm going to hold you to that. You said you wanted to come back. We'll come back and we'll talk prosecutional stuff later. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The event is coming up on Tuesday. Chanel, the prosecutor, joining us live here uh, this morning. So um, in our next half hour, we will introduce you to someone that I think you should know. And that person is Alexis Rogers. She is the new main anchor at Wish TV Channel 8. She's only been here for a year. And in that short time, she has already risen up through the ranks to now be the main anchor on Channel A. She's a good friend of mine, and you're going to love her. If you don't know her, you're going to get to know her and get to talk to her when the Open Line Show with Cameron Riddle continues.
here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. We're back in just a moment. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Let's get back to Open Lines, your eye on the community on Hot 96.3. And we are back here on Open Lines on Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC here on this Halloween 2021. Thank you to the prosecutor and vice chairwoman, uh, Chanel Poole of the Indiana Commission on the Social Status of Black Males for uh, kicking off the show. Hey, before we go to our next segment, I've got to give a shout out to my man Christian over on the south side of Indianapolis. I went into Subway the other day to pick me up a little lunch and blasting on the speakers was WTLC. He said, hey man, we listen to this every day. Makes us feel good. So uh, he asked for a little shout out and uh, that sandwich was pretty good, my man. Thank you so much. Uh, Christian for uh, keeping us on the airwaves on the south side of Indianapolis. Hey, this morning, I want to introduce you to someone who I have just, who I, I love. I love this woman, Alexis Rogers. Uh, she came to Indianapolis this, a uh, little more than this time last year, last summer, last, um, in 2020. And um, she came here as the host of All Indiana, the four o'clock a TV show on Wish TV Channel 8. And since then, Alexis, who is my friend, has become the main anchor on Wish TV uh, Channel 8. And she's not done that uh, just by accident. She's done that because of how such a hard worker, a good person, just a genuine, uh, loving spirit uh, that she is. And so for those reasons... I think that she is a person that you should know. And with her new promotion, we bring her on the air with a huge congratulations to Alexis Rogers. Good morning, Miss Main Anchor. Hey, good morning to you. You are so kind. Thank you. No, Literally nobody is kinder than you. I'm going to give you a round of applause uh, as you are... Uh, now you, you you are you are the lead anchor at Channel Eight. Um, for folks who haven't watched Channel Eight, start watching Channel Eight. Alexis, <laughs> you're on all the time. Uh, tell us yeah. about Alexis Rogers. Man, you know God is so good. It's so funny. I was just looking at one of my journals from back in the day, and if you had told me that at this time and this year and this moment that I would be someone's evening anchor, I don't know if I would have believed you. Mm -hmm. It definitely was a, a goal. Um, and honestly, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a woman of faith. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of just been asking God for years, like, Lord, just put me wherever I can be closest to glorifying you the most, mm -hmm. like wherever you can just kind of use me. And so they it just kind of wound up here in Indianapolis. Thanks to, Honestly, probably thanks to being able to quarantine and my husband and I, we were looking to um, celebrate our first wedding anniversary. And at the time I was working in Cincinnati, great city. And I was like, look, man, get me up out of here for just a second at mm -hmm. least to celebrate our anniversary. And we have family here. I have a lot of family here. And so he was like, well, why don't we just drive over to, over to Indianapolis? And it ended up visiting a friend in the business and 
that's actually what led to me coming to Indianapolis, being at Wish and kind of starting the journey from there. But it's funny, you know, my first day, also my first day on air uh, for KOMU 8 News back in Columbia, Missouri. So that's where I got my start. Ah, okay. I guess some people might say I got my start in high school. I was blessed to have a broadcast journalism program in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had mentors at, at the local um, news station. I'm from the Chicago area. So that was always really cool, too. So it's just kind of it's funny to see, you know, more than a decade later, here we are. <laughs> so uh, you, you mentioned your husband, who's also in the business, uh, Reggie, yeah. uh, who is in is he in Minneapolis right now? Yeah, yeah, he's the sports director over at Care 11, the NBC in Minneapolis. So a lot of people always have a lot of questions for us about being on a long-distance marriage as well as, you know, just both being in the business. Needless to say, both of us have had to grow a lot of patience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, be very graceful with each other and ourselves. (laughs) Well, I I know you love you some Reggie, so... I do. So the distance is not... Is is not gonna be be an issue because your love is stronger than the distance between Indianapolis and Minneapolis. Um, you know, Alexis, we got to have some fun last weekend at yes. the. Uh, we were the co MCs of the Boys and Girls Club Blue Door Gala. So first, thanks to the Boys and Girls Club for having us. Um, but you know, Alexis, I did not know that you were going to be uh, the co MC of the event. I found out in a press release, <laughs> um, which. I'm like, okay, it's Alexis. So I text you. I'm like, wait, you're doing this, which is great because I have no issue having a co-MC, but no one told me ahead of time who it was going to be. So I'm glad it was somebody that I genuinely uh, like and love. You and Reggie were the first, uh, my wife, Nye, and I were the first couple you guys uh, had dinner with when you came to Indianapolis. Yes, you guys were our first couple friends, and we were so appreciative of that. You both are so amazing. Here's the funny thing about Cam, for all of you all, that I know that you know Cam very well at this point. He is such a funny dude. Like, I feel like you've been here before. Like, you <laughs> you are, like, I'm so, an old so soul. funny. And I love it. I love that about you. So I think that's why we, we hit it off really well. Well, thank you. And I love you as well. I just love your spirit. And your attitude and your energy, uh, watching you on TV, being next to you on stage, love every second of it. Uh, tell people about the stories that Alexis Rogers covers because um, you're out there. You're always looking for people to talk to. Um, what What's your lane of, of doing television news? You know, it's funny because I got into this business because I'm passionate about people. And you hear people say that, right? But you know, authenticity is, is important to me just in life. And I think the interesting thing about being in this industry, which a lot of jobs and a lot of careers are like this, but I think this is something very special to journalism is that it's a bunch, it's a big journey of trying to figure out who you are Mm -hmm. and how you relate to other people and how both of you or all the people involved can help everyone else be that much better or learn that much more through life experiences, right? And I've had a lot of life experiences. I mean, I know, you know, I'm the oldest of three girls. You know, I lost my mom at a young age. Um, you know, that means I, I, I turned into a mother mm-hmm. figure far mm-hmm. before I was probably ready. Um, you know, so a lot of my life experiences goes into what we do at work. And I always tell people this, you know, 
it's a it's a blessing to be a journalist and it's also a privilege, right? Like I get a backstage pass to life and I don't take that lightly. And so from being in Missouri to being in Little Rock to being in Cincinnati to being right here in Indianapolis, the thing that I always am very passionate about is people, is the core of it all, is what is happening in our lives that are evolving us into the people that we're supposed to be and how can we help each other doing that, right? So the things that are happening in our community, the people that have amazing stories about triumph, the people who have had crazy loss and are still, you know, drawing inspiration from that. I like when people see themselves and what we're doing, whether it be on one of my shows or in the stories that we're doing, I believe in people first journalism. And so a lot of times when people call me, um, it's because of that. I like to get to the heart of the matter, whatever it is, however serious, however light, you know, everything has a purpose. And I really kind of go with every story in that way. We are on the air this morning with Alexis Rogers. She is the new lead anchor at Wish TV Channel 8, and she is the person that I think you should know for this month's uh, segment. If you want to talk to Alexis, you have a question for her, you can call us, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Alexis, tell people when you're on. You're on all the time. <laughs> yes, I am on a lot. So you can catch me at 4 on All Indiana at 5 at 6 at 10 and at 11, as my grandma likes to say, girl, when do you get any sleep? And I said, child, I don't even know. But, you know, it's still a pleasure to be able to tell all these stories. So that's the cool thing about working at Wish. We do more local news than anybody else in the city. And it's cool like that because we're able to spend a little bit more time allowing people to see themselves in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, first off, yes, and I'm thank you for getting up early because you're always up late and it seems like every time we talk, it's like late. Like that's the easiest time to catch you is late. And so here you are up early. So thank you. Um, you mentioned, you know, Wish TV. You guys are doing more news than anybody else here in the city. Um, you've got a it's the only station in Indianapolis that is locally owned and owned by a single black man, Dewan McCoy. Um, the 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 landscape across all industries is weird right now. Television and radio is the same. Um, what is, what, what makes what's, what's going on at Wish a little bit different from everywhere else? Um, you know, we're, we're in a time where things are changing, um, and, and everyone's being real conscious of a lot of things. There's nonstop news coming at you, tons of misinformation. I mean, how do you handle it all? I feel like you have, um, uh, there's a weight that comes on your shoulders with being a main anchor. Absolutely. I mean, it's a lot of decision making, right? It's a lot of putting my input into what I think we should be covering, what I don't think that we should be covering, how we should be covering it. You know, I think I'll say this, especially after, you know, the four or five years that we've had, you know, journalism was definitely under attack, Mm -hmm. is under attack. Mm -hmm. You You hear people say, you know, online, how everybody was like, it's a red flag win. You know, when people say the media or, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't want you to know whoever they are. And it's like, you know, a lot of people don't realize how hard people are working behind the scenes to make sure that you know what you need to know. Mm -hmm. Though we just came of many things, the truth, honestly, being under attack, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and it's interesting when you're talking with people because it all it it all it differs depending on where you are mm-hmm. you know at wish we have hour long shows you know we try to be very community focused that's that's an important thing that Dewan has really instilled in what we do and that's one of the reasons why 
I liked the idea of even working there in the in the first place mm-hmm. was that okay, this doesn't have to fit in a minute and thirty seconds. You know, everybody has a deadline. There's only so much access you can get in a certain amount of days, but people are literally working at it around the clock. You know, we want to give you that 30 minute to an hour special about vaccines and about what you need to know, what you don't need to know, you know, what's a myth, what's real, all those things, because it's coming out of a caring place, Mm -hmm. right? Like I want you to be aware and I want you to learn as I learn and we're people and we're not perfect. So it's not going to be robotic, but think about all those times where I think about back when I was like a teenager, right? You remember when we were teenagers and you just thought you knew so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you were like, man, I just know so much. And then, you know, you start paying taxes mm-hmm. and then like a 401k and then your back starts hurting and you'd be like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm going I, right my now. perspective has changed, <laughs> right? Like, my perspective has changed. My capacity for what I understood changed. And that is the beautiful part about what I think we do, you know, not only in the industry, but especially at Wish with giving all these different perspectives, is that you are allowed to grow and to know more. And I think that's just the power of what we do. And so, yeah, I mean, I like the fact that we, you know, at four o'clock, we get a chance to laugh and have fun and be goofy and try new local restaurants and all of these things. And then at five and six o'clock, you know, I'm able to talk to the former U.S. Surgeon General and get you the latest from Washington and right here in Indiana. I mean, why wouldn't we? We all deserve to have a spot like that where we all can, you know, get informed. Well, you are doing a great job, and i got to tell you, folks want to talk to you because the phones are ringing, and, you know, when you mentioned um, getting older and things changing, I'm definitely at that point in my life. Uh, you know, just yesterday I'm doing health insurance benefits, and then, uh, you know, I find myself at CVS like, oh, look, that's a new flavor of uh, of heartburn uh, stuff. Let, let's, Ooh, let's try all that. comes at yeah. you fast, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's like, hmm, let's, let's see what this vanilla's about. Hmm, that might be good. All right, 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. On the air this morning with Alexis Rogers. She is the new main anchor at uh, Wish TV Channel 8. While you guys are listening, uh, give Alexis and I both a follow on social media. She is I am. Alexis Rogers on all of her social media and I am at Cameron Riddle on all of my social media. You'll find us in a bunch of pictures together from last weekend. Um, So follow us both and as people know from last week, I do follow you back. Let's go to the phones. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey Cameron, I'm doubling today. All right, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Hit it. And I'm going to do it less than. I want to congratulate Mr. Alexis. Welcome to our city. And uh, hopefully you guys see how it, it takes a brave person to move from one town to another. And uh, kind of just piggybacking off the, off the first portion of the show, I hope you guys realize that you have to have finances in order to raise a beautiful family. So I hope you guys get up in the morning, go out there and get, you, get your driver's license straight, get you a job, and maybe you'll become news anchor one day. Have a great one. Maybe. Thank you, Paul. Hey, uh, man, that's great. <laughs> caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Hey, how you doing, Cameron? How you doing, brother? Hey, good to hear from you, man. For in honors of a hall, All Hallows Eve, I just want to say a couple of libations. Uh, Alexander Matusala, and then my father, Willington Ray. So I uh, want to thank her for, for her uh, uh, coming here to Indianapolis. I just had one question, and Cameron knows, uh, ma'am, I, I believe this. When I took my little uh, one elective on journalism in college, mm-hmm. and when we studied the Kerner Commission, and that was a telling, telling report back then. Do you see that we, um, this is a question for her, 
because I know my, my camera may say, and I know what I think I see, but do you see uh, much progress from that report, I think which was in 67, from the Kerner Commission, which outlined not enough black people telling our stories, telling it in our perspective, telling it uh, from our eyes and from our view. Do you see much progress from that telling, telling Kerner report? Because we know that we keep seeing media under attack, and most black folks agree with Donald Trump about fake media and this and the third, but the media still didn't tell our stories from our perspective, even when he was in. So do you see any progress from that wretched, well, I'm not say the current commission is wretched, but from that report? Because uh, when we talk about Radio 1, uh, Wish TV, maybe Roland Martin, you've got a few others that may be all black-owned, but for the most part we still don't have enough black-owned media to be able to tell our stories our way. Thanks for my call. Thank you. Thank you so much for your question. You know, I've nationally on the National Association of Black Journalists for many years, uh, just finished being the president in, in Cincinnati for the local chapter. There's a lot of progress that has been made, both for black-owned media outlets and also for not black-owned media outlets. It's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's important for us to have a, a presence, if you will, in all spectrums, because that's how our perspectives get told. You know, at Wish, we have quite a few, you know, black on air and off air folks. I mean, we could totally use more. Dewan and I have talked about that. We actually did an entire um, series talking about real diversity and inclusion, especially in spaces like newsrooms. And that's also available online. We had a very candid conversation about that, about how he views it as a, as a black media owner. But I will say this, I hope that everyone out there understands that there are so many black and brown journalists who are doing amazing work. And every day when we go into these newsrooms, we go in with a certain responsibility that our co-workers just don't have. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, really look and see what the story, what stories are being told. For instance, my co-worker, Katira Winfrey, the only multicultural uh, journalist here, specifically, that's her niche. She does amazing work every single day of bringing a certain perspective to the table. Same with my coworker, Randall Newsom. I mean, and not even just at our station. What I'm telling you is, is that there are people at 9 a.m., at 2.30 p.m. when they go into these meetings who are fighting for not only just black issues, but also the black perspective, which we also know is not a monolith, right? So there's a lot of really important work being done. There's six to 7,000 black journalists on your television screens across the United States. Should it be more? Absolutely. And then we start getting into other conversations about pay. How are black journalists paid uh, according to what they should be getting paid uh, opposed to their other counterparts? You know, are black journalists able to get the education that they would like in order to be able to prosper in the ways that they would like to do? Or are they holding positions of power? You know, also, I would like to say this. My mentor, Bob Butler, who is the former president of the National Association of Black Journalists, for years, more than a decade, he was doing a survey with newsrooms, seeing how many black people do they have in management? How many are being hired? What is the environment? And he's been doing that for years. So there's a lot of work happening just because it might not be the loudest that you see on places like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Understand that there's an entire world of black journalists that is growing and that are really, you know, 
making people be accountable for what we're putting out there and whose stories that we're telling. Alexis, we've got two minutes left in the show. And, um, you know, as as you as Alexis mentioned, she is the previous um, chapter president for the Cincinnati Association of Black Journalists. I am the secretary of the Indiana Indianapolis Association of Black Journalists. And to answer the question, we need more black people on air and in management. Um, and that's been a fight that's been going on since the inception of uh, the National Association of Black Journalists. For example, here in Indianapolis, you know, Alexis is now the main anchor at Channel 8, but she is one of three lead black anchors, well, four, here in Indianapolis, and that's not at every TV station. So uh, you have Alexis at Channel 8, you have Birchelle and Fanchin at Fox 59, and... Um, no uh, black woman uh, main anchor on primetime on Channel 6 or on Channel 4. Um, so, is yeah, it's it's just you three, you, Fanchin, and, and Birchelle. So, as you said, and that's on two stations out of the five that we have. Uh, and, and, and there's also, um, we've got some other black faces at other stations, but they are not in the position that Alexis is. So, out of the five... Um, newsrooms out of the five TV stations in, 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 in Indianapolis, if I could say the name of the city that I live in, um, <laughs> there are only three black women uh, lead anchors. So I would say that there is work to do not only in that, but as reporters, producers, um, management, so on and so forth. Alexis, the phones are on fire, but it's 859. Maybe we should have had you come on earlier because folks still want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> with less than a minute left in the show, again, um, I can't say enough about you and you personally and professionally um, for people who want to get more of Alexis Rogers and the wish TV team. What time are you on TV tomorrow? So I will be there for four, five, six, 10 and 11. So hang out with me near, during your evenings, especially as you're making your way to end your work day or maybe even going into the third shift. We would love to have you. Alexis, I love having you uh, and uh, you starting your morning with us. The phone lines are still ringing. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, I guess that just means we'll have to have Alexis back. And at some point, I want to have a show where we just uh, talk about all of the things that are happening in the newsrooms, because as you can see, if the phone lines ringing like they are, people have a lot of questions and want to know how things work. So uh, that'll be a show that we are uh, going to have coming up. That's going to do it for this edition of the Open Line Show. Alexis, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Be encouraged, everyone. All right. Watch Alexis tomorrow beginning at 4 all the way until 1130. Hey, next week on the show, we will have IMPD Chief Randall Taylor spending the hour with us, getting us caught up on all things IMPD. We are back same time, same station next Sunday live at 8 a.m. Until then, follow me on social media at Cameron Riddle. We will see you on Hot 96.3. It's your favorite music. And on WTLC, here comes the Hour of Power with Al Sharpton.